Hi everyone, I'm Martin Tyler. You are listening to the NL Full-Time Podcast. So, welcome to this week's NL Full-Time. I'm Luke Edwards and joining me is uh, Dickie Wharton as always. Hello Dickie. Hi Luke, good to speak to you. Yeah, and we've also got our, our special guest this week. Now we're in our in our review show last week, we didn't have a chance to get anyone from Kingsland. It was all very sort of uh, busy and everything like that. But we have got someone this week. It is midfielder Chris Henderson. Hello, Chris. Afternoon. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, it's good. And um, first of all, I mean, what a crazy, crazy sort of week for the club. How was it sort of waiting for the decision? And then once you got the decision, what's it been like since? Yeah, so uh, the wait was was tough. Obviously, we had a good idea with um, certain things coming out from, I think, um, the guy on Twitter was keeping everyone updated, Ollie Bay, Bay, I can't remember his full name, but he was very good. Um, So we had a good idea that um, the decision was coming. It was obviously just waiting to see you know, to see it in black and white and um, it was an incredible feeling when it came, but it was a it was a horrible few weeks. Whereabouts were you when you actually found out? I mean, because I think the news came out a bit early, didn't it, on the Wednesday evening? Yeah, I was actually um, getting my kids to sleep at the time. Um, so, yeah, I was in, in in the room with one of them and it was bedtime and, and all of a sudden I've scrolled through Twitter and I've, and I've seen the the tweet from um, Kingsland Town. Well, actually, I saw the, the South... Um, First, Wheelstone confirmed it, and theirs came about five minutes earlier than ours did. So, um, you know, I thought, oh, they've been crowned champions, and ours is going to be any second. So, um, yeah, it was a manic evening from that point. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of texts, a lot of calls, which was nice. Um, you know, a lot of people uh, just texted me to congratulate me and the team. And yeah, it was a great evening. It was late, late night in the end, later than intended. I say you woke the kids up screaming in the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be honest, my oldest doesn't have too much interest, and my youngest is a, a bit too young to really understand. But you know, at the same time, they could see I was I was happy. I had my my dad on um, on the phone straight away, who's who's followed my football since I was a kid. So um, it was a re- you know, and personally for me, it'll be the highest level I've ever played at. So um, personally, a very good evening for me. And obviously, the club is. You know, even before they reformed uh, 10, 10 or so years ago, this is the, the highest level they're, they're ever going to reach. So, well, up until now. So it was, a, it was a very proud moment for everyone. Yeah, I mean, you joined the club from Leicester in October 2018. I was reading into it. Kingsland were actually fourth bottom when you joined. And I know you said at the time you wanted to leave the club's playoff charge. Uh, well, it's yeah. worked out quite well, isn't it? Back-to-back promotions. It's, it's, that's pretty incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it was great. I mean, um, I, I had the chance to join Kings Lynn um, before I moved to Leyston and I met with the current manager in Culverhouse before and, uh, you know, I was really, really looking forward to working with him and it just didn't come off. So I had a year at Leyston and ended up back at Kings Lynn. I think the week that I joined Kings Lynn, Adam Marriott joined and Ian Culverhouse came back to the club and I think since then uh, we haven't really looked back and... There was a squad there that was far too good to be, to be like you say, fourth bottom in the Southern League. And, um, you know, us three came in and give everyone else the boost that I think it needed. And we just, like I said, we haven't looked back. I think the, the manager's ratio of wins since he's come back to the club is just nothing short of amazing. And, you know, me and Marriott, Marriott's brought the goals and I, I like to think I've helped along the way as well. So, um, 
yeah, it's been a, it's been incredible. I don't think I've, well, I can say for sure I've not been part of any back-to-back promotions, and you know they're not very common because they're they're very hard to do. So it's something that, you know, we'll all look back on when we finish playing and, and be immensely proud. Yeah, I was going to ask you about your partnership with Adam Marriott in a minute, but your first promotion into the actual National League North itself was it was a really long process, wasn't it? You had to win two playoff games, then the Super Playoff. Yeah, it was, and I think that's the only time that's ever been ever been used. The Super Playoffs. There was a restructure of the leagues, and um, not quite sure the ins and outs of it of why. But you know, we we had an you know an up, uphill battle to reach the playoffs in the first place when um, back when me and Marriott and Culverhouse joined in October, and like you said, we were fourth bottom, and just to reach in playoffs was hard enough. And then we actually had to go and win them. You know, it was uh, playoffs are hard enough to win, let alone when you got to go and win a super final as well. And that was just, and then obviously having to go to Warrington and win the super final, and four four minutes left, and we're losing two one, and you think you know the dream's over. But yeah, it was just incredible um, to to then obviously come up to this league and no one's give us a prayer. Uh, you know, everyone thought we'd be in the bottom two or three, and you know, every, all year we've been riding a wave as such, or as people like to say, we have been. But we've proved over over the course of a season we we deserve to be where we were. I know it's something that we spoke about on the podcast regularly. I mean, I, I cover the North, um, right. so I was being asked for, for my opinion on it quite regularly, and and I know Luke and a couple of the others asked me, you know. Um, is it too early to say that Kings Lynn are genuine contenders? And I think we got to sort of like about all, uh, October time and you were winning games late on, you know, mm. you were coming from behind to get results. And, and, you know, and at that point I had to say, well, no, you know, it, it looks realistic for them because you seem to have such a lot of, you know, belief. I mean, wh- when did you start to believe it as a team? Well, it's interesting because um, in-house we, we obviously had our own targets before the season started and, and obviously coming, it doesn't matter if, you go, if you're going up, you're always filled with a lot of you know, belief and confidence when you've been promoted. So um, we, we, came, we came up with, with uh, realistic targets of maybe you know, trying to be in and around the playoffs once the turn of the year came and you know, trying to see if, um, if we could take it from there. But like everyone else, you know, we were surprised. We were surprising ourselves in many ways. With you know, we knew we had the the players in the squad to do it. If you look through our squad, we've got players that have played at a high level. The manager kind of, you know, everyone knows about his reputation. So you know, he was a, a massive bonus for us as well. But we went away to Southport one uh, one weekend. I remember it was an overnight stay, a long trip, and. Um, we won the game and it was tough. We had to play without uh, Gashi, who's you know a big part of our a big part of our team and the way we play. And we dug in and we won two one. Then we went top that day, and I think that was the that was the moment when everyone realised you know we 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 could well be in and, in and around it come the end of the season. And when the season was cut short, it realistically only looked like us and York could win it. So you know we were we, we were in with a real good chance. Okay, our form did dip. And I think we can be forgiven that because that, you know, before that, we I think we're the only team in the league that hadn't had one. Um, so we could be forgiven that we had a we had a small squad budget in terms of budget. We were way below the teams we were fighting in and around with. Um, so we've got to be given a lot of credit for being there when the season was cut short. But I'd say Southport away was a day for me anyway that 
you know, I believe looking around afterwards that we've got a real good chance. I think I remember the goals from that game as well. You know, they, they, they seem to recall it was what you went end to end quite quickly and fit with one of those. And so, so your team score a few like that. You certainly put, you know, two or three past my own team, Telford, in, in I think August yeah. it was that way, yeah. That was that was yeah. That was probably one of our best performances of the season, Telford. Um, it was only, it was one of it was one of only. Uh, I think you didn't want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm happy to hear that actually because it, it probably puts our performance into context a little bit. But no, no, that was actually one of only three or four games I didn't feature in this season. I was um, you know I was I was left out that day. We, it was a fast start to the season. I played a lot of games and. I remember sitting there thinking, God, his side, you know, I'd like, I like to think that I play a big part in it, but I, I sat back and thought, you know, they're pretty good about me anyway. So, <laughs> I know, I mean, as I was reading, I know there was um, a game, I think um, Michael Gash was um, missing and you, you stepped in and, and a couple of goals and, and were the match winner that day. So everybody played their part, didn't they? Well, that was actually the the Southport game was when uh, Gashi was missing. The game at home to Darlington was when Adam Marriott was missing. And for all the good that Michael Gash, that all the good that Gashi does, you know, Maz is our is our star man and he's our goal scorer. And you well, know, so like playing there. with them too, sorry, because they're experienced forwards, aren't they? They've both been at sort of came with United and playing in the National League and the Football League. I mean, do the runs make it easier for you to supply them? Well, they make the game a lot easier for me, really. I mean, I, I've played the majority of the season in a in a number ten role in in, in just um, behind them, and um, they make everything so easy. You know, I kind of s- stay as close as I can to Gashi and know that if you look back on on the goals I've scored this season, um, I think all but one uh, Adam Merritt has assisted it because he's just he's he's class is. His all-round game, aside from his goals, gets overlooked. You know, he is different class. And I recently named the best eleven I played with, and they both, you know, they're both no-brainers. And they're they're an absolute pleasure to play with. They they make the game so easy for me, um, and they're such a weapon to have because we know we can, you know, we can sometimes, which we have as well, concede two or three goals, and they'll always get us out of trouble. They're they're unbelievable players for the level that we've been at. Yeah, I, mean, I think we had some, um, I think, Luke, we had some statistics, didn't we, which was about um, players and their contribution to goals. And I think it was Adam Marriott, as you know, I think mm. he was on 28 goals at the point mm. the season had closed. But there were assists in there as well, you know, which again, sort of like backs up what you're saying there, that he's not, he's not purely a target man, you know, he, he, other people play off him as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's, he's he's a strong lad for for the size that he is as well. He's he's got a real real good footballing brain and and just to train with him two or three times a week and training his finishing's lethal. Um, you know, he's I think at the moment he's got interest from from teams higher up in the pyramid and doesn't really surprise me. Obviously, with the season he's had, um, he's always going to attract interest. Uh, on a selfish note, I hope he stays. But you know, wherever he plays next year, they're, they're going to have a good play on their hands. Yeah, I mean, it would be a good asset, obviously, for Kingsland. Being now in the National League top division may well persuade him to stay. But I, I was just going to ask about the, the team spirit. Does it help that your Kingsland's location? You know, you had such mm. like so many longer wages. Does that help? You know, being all on the bus together and bring that team spirit together. Of course it does, yeah. I mean, it's it's a difficult one at Lynn because obviously um, quite far away from everything. So we've got players. Myself, I live in Norwich. Uh, we've got a few that come from Norwich. We've got a, a couple of lads that live in in so far as Sheffield. 
um, some lads that live in Cambridge, Peterborough. So as a group, we're quite spread out. So socially and um, away from football, it's quite hard to um, to get together as much. So it, that just shows that how good the manager's been and how good we've been as a squad is keeping that togetherness because we can't spend too much time together away from football. So the the way in which we've all stuck together has been brilliant. But I said uh, recently in a, in a in another podcast that I've done that I think this is the only group I've been in that that doesn't have any clicks as such. You know, everyone sees that in football, and it's 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 not necessarily a negative. Whereas people are coming uh, certain you know car schools together, or or you know everyone has their groups in the dressing rooms, and this is the the only dressing room I've, I've ever been in. Which um, which doesn't have that. There's a real real togetherness. And I know everyone says that, but you know there's something special at Lynn. And um, as long as they can keep hold to that, I don't think there's you know there's not a ceiling on where that club can go. And I think that the managers already um, you know maintained or, or kept on the majority of the squad from this season, hasn't he, for next year? Not knowing exactly where you were going to be at the time, mm. but you know that that, that presumably that that continuity keeping that team together that that's going to be your strength next season as well of course it is yeah I mean if you look back on last summer as well um well we we lost Fraser I left back he went on to Peterborough um deservedly so um but we didn't really add or or take too many away from the current from the current squad that we had and I think that was the um the advantage we had going into the season whereas we all knew how we played like we mentioned you know me Gashi and Adam Marriott we all know how we play we're all close off the pitch. Um, so obviously you see in clubs, some summers there's there's a lot of changes and it can disrupt the uh, the flow of the squad and whatever. So, you know, no, knowing everyone as well as we know them. Obviously we'll bring one or two in, of course we will, and there's going to be more, more, more of a fight for your shirt because that's the level we're going up to and we have to realise that. But I think that the manager's a clever bloke. For, for, for this level of football, he pays a lot more attention to uh, a player's personality and stuff like that before bringing him into the squad because it's so important. I, I mean, I was going to say as well about um, Michael Gash, Adam Marriott. Who, who's the unsung hero then in your team, do you feel? Oh, good question. Good question. The one who's like a uh, 7 out of 10 every week but doesn't really get mentioned. It's normally like a defensive midfielder or something like that, isn't it? Well, no, it's true. But our captain, uh, Michael Clunan, unfortunately, we played Dover in the FA Trophy in um, in December and he, he broke his leg. So he was missing up until... He was... He was he was scheduled to make a comeback, but obviously this, the season got cut short. And but what you know, he he was as effective not playing as he was playing in some ways. He's um he's a lot younger than the current squad, which um well I say a lot younger. He's probably three four years younger than me and Gashi and all them lot. So um as a as a less experienced lad, he he really um he really directs the dressing room well. He keeps you know he keeps everyone on their toes. He keeps that togetherness. He keeps new lads. That coming in, feeling welcome, he keeps kind of everything ticking over, and I think on the pitch as well, he gets a lot of stick off the Lynn fans as well at times. Um, you know, people, you know, he's. I think he's just one of them that the, the supporters come for at times. But he's a complete unsung hero for me, Michael Clunan. Um, a, a big factor in why Kings Lynn have moved on so quick. I mean, the, the fact that, you know, he did get injured and I'd kind of noted that um, I, I could remember when it happened and, mm. and there might have been a bit of a concern at the time. I think even your manager, Ian Culverhouse, suggested that at one point, you uh, you know, that the squad was, you know, down to the bare bones almost. Mm. But the fact that you maintained those results and, you know, particularly 
you're thinking about games like the uh, the Boston doubleheader over Christmas yeah. where you won home and away and yeah. you know you really sort of like kept your foot down um this thing about the team spirit again and everybody stepping up you know clearly and and you know a couple of astute loan signings as well that the manager mm. brought in um it wasn't that people were waiting for you to fail, but everybody was thinking at some point Kingsland have got a slip and you just didn't look like you were going to, you know, you just kept going. Well, maybe we were because our form, you know, our form before um, before the season got cut short was dipping, you know, there's no getting away from that. We were we were in a in a bit of a rut, but um, up until then, you, you, you read it every Saturday night on social media, don't you? After a game, you get home and you, you have a look through and it's our... Kings in one again, but they'll fade. Blah 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 blah. And we use that as a real motivation within within us. You know, we we, we knew what we knew we were where we were on merit. You know, what I mean, we you don't you don't like you said you mentioned the the Boston the double header that was that was a real boost for us as well, especially going to their place on on New Year's Day and putting in a, a performance like that. I think people started to realise you know we weren't really going anywhere. Um, you know, it would have been it would have been touch and go at the end of the season you know York York were a really strong side and and I'd like to have played it out but you know such is life and luckily enough we were we were on the right end of the decision you you're 30 years old now you're saying it's the highest um 29 ever. sorry it's got you 30 on there it's got you 30 <laughs> on Wikipedia I'm 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 30 in August but I'm clinging on to my 20s while I've got <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll rephrase that. You're nearly, nearly an old man, and um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's the highest level that you are going to be playing at. So, is that yeah. what? What do you have to? Well, two questions really. First of all, what do you have to change about yourself? Obviously, we've been a lot more full time team, so you have to mm. obviously get yourself more in shape in terms of fitness. But how, how are you going to have to maybe adapt? Is it take it on a game by game basis, see what you're up against, and think right, this is what I've got to do to improve as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, the club as a whole are going to face a real challenge, not just me in terms of going into the league we're going into, because I think I'm right in saying that every other club will be full time. Um, I don't know, you will know a lot more about it than I will, but uh, the majority of them are full time. Three or four, three or four who aren't. Right. And I think they generally struggle, do they? Uh, Yeah, I mean, they they had exceptions to the rule. I mean, teams who have. A bit of momentum like yourselves will have, you know, who have a good first season, and then, um, but oh, there's a hybrid method a lot of them do, which is like, you, yeah. have, you know, a couple of days training and a couple of days in the evening. Um, yeah. but it's it all, it all depends. I, I've said it a lot of the time 80% of it's played in the head, and then it depends on team spirit as well. If you've got a good team spirit, and I presume um, uh, most of the lads will be given the chance as well, won't they? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Um, obviously, it'll be like I said, it'll be a massive challenge for the club because we're going to we're going to be going into um, you know we've we've had a battle with teams like York this year. I believe they were full time, um, you know, and and we, and we've we've matched it. But this is going to be a whole different ball game. You know, we're not going to deal with two or three full time teams. We're going to deal with you know the vast majority of clubs we come up against. They're going to be you know this is going to be their 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 only job. You know, they're Monday to Friday working on the game Saturday and. Although we're going to try and um, and try and you know prepare a bit better and train more, um, there is obviously going to be a bit a, you know a difference, a massive difference, and I think it's a, a big a big jump up. And the whole club, the supporters as well, we're going to have to play their part in accepting that because you know for the last two three years they've just 
they've seen us win most weeks, you know. And this might be the the time where you know we we do have to you know we, we're not we're probably not going to go into this league and do what we've done last year. You know, um, I'd be very surprised if we did. But um, yeah, going to have to train more uh, as much as we can. Whilst the you know the club can't just go full time overnight, so there's going to have to be some sort of um, ease into that transition. So um, yeah, it's going to be a, a big a big test for everyone, but. Like you said, team spirit is a, is a massive, massive thing, and we've got that in abundance. Uh, and also, I know you mentioned the Dover Trophy game. You, you had a couple of good victories over National League sides, but is that? I know they're in cup competitions, but does that give you the confidence going in to that league, kind of knowing what those teams are about and what you'll be facing, and that'll give you the confidence knowing that you've beaten a couple of them. Yeah, of course it will. I mean, we play. Yeah, we we actually drew with Dover. We beat them in penalties, and we did lose away at Ebbsfleet in in one of the later rounds. But um, it was a close one thing, though, wasn't it? That was well. That was quite a tough one because we we went into the game and we were was so low on numbers, like you mentioned earlier, that um, we, you know, maybe subconsciously uh, prioritise the league. Um, you know, to put it bluntly, and where Gashi sat out for the day and we had a big game the following week in the league. I can't remember if it was against, but we had, a, we had a big running coming up in the league. And I think at the time, as good as a trophy run is, um, it, was, it was, wasn't really needed. Uh, we, we knew we had a, a massive chance to, to make history and get promoted. So, um, you know, that, I think the encounters we've had against teams at level with more than shown that we're good enough. It's just obviously uh, one-off games are a lot different to over the course of a season. We will need to find our feet. It's what we've done at the start of this season. We The, the gaffer sat us down and said, we'll just take it in, in blocks of tens and, and see where we are after ten. And we sat down after 10 and we were top. Um, and then we just, we, we took it from there, really. And if you, if you do it like that, it's small steps and you just see where you are after 10 games and, and, and you keep going from there. There's no point in, in, in setting season-long targets because so much changes um, week to week. Sure, it was interesting you say there about that, you know, dividing the season into blocks. And I suppose that, that brings me back to, you know, Ian Culverhouse as a manager and, mm-hmm. and, and his management team. I mean, um, we don't well we do we don't hear a, a huge amount from him you know i think he's he's mm. he doesn't he's not a um a, a baller and a shouter by the sound of things no. I mean, what kind of a manager is he yeah he's different class um i've played for some good managers um so it's it's not a criticism then when i say he's, he's the best one i've worked for um you know by a long by a long long way um you know, he's not he's not the type of manager you'll you'll speak to every day. He's not that type. Uh, he's you know, I, I think I was at the club for three months before I had his number. So um, he's he's his attention to detail and and the oppositions that we're playing against, like little things. Like when I joined, we we worked on certain um, like throwing combinations and stuff like that. It was just the little things in in games that give you that little edge because when you're fighting for for instance, the York the York game, um, there was so so little in it that we changed our shape ever so slightly, and it caused some problems that day. And and that, that victory is probably won us promotion in the end. So, the little things a manager does, um, you know, when teams in 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 leagues are so closely matched, it's it's the managers that will will earn you them extra four or five points to, you know, to be the the difference between success and failure. And in terms of the playoffs, then of all the teams that you faced, who, who would you say would be the favourites in your eyes to go up now? Um, 
Chester, Chester, we played them away and they absolutely battered us. We lost the game 3-2 and they, they scored a uh, 94th minute winner. Um, but they absolutely, they were the best team I've played on that evidence. Um, but they're a completely different side to, say, York. Um, you know, I think those two st- stick out for me because York have just constantly done it. They're so well organised. The manager, uh, Steve Watson, has got them, you know, he's, 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 he's got them really organised, so hard to beat. And um, they don't concede many goals. They probably just, um, they probably just found one in, in, in the attacking areas probably this season. Um, Chester are the best side I've played against, but you, when you look at the league table and how it's finished, I'd, I'd, I really would like York to join us, to be honest. Yeah, and I know that's something Steve Watson said about it. First thing he did was congratulate Ian Culverhouse, and it seemed to be a lot of respect mm. between the two sides. And I know they kind of wanted to promote mm. doing one goal, but they're going to have to go through the playoffs. But yeah, it's interesting. I, I always think that as much as we enjoy the playoffs, it sometimes is harsh that the second best team doesn't go mm. up. But it just all depends on how York, I mean, with the full time status, they should hopefully handle it better. But you just never know, do you? Well, that's the thing. If if you also look at um, York's, do they play the game at home because their their um, their home yeah. record? Dis- yeah, the they semi-final, do. Yeah, and there's been a few home games where they could argue that um, they've actually probably thrown it away for themselves. They've dropped a lot of points against teams that you wouldn't really expect them to to uh, drop points to. So as 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 angry as and frustrated as they they probably feel, and and the manager and the squad feel, they've um, they've probably. They've probably shot themselves in the foot a few times. Uh, I think they drew it home to, I can't remember, a couple of teams down there. And, um, you know, if they win them games, they would have won the league on points per game. But going back to um, what I said, I, I, would like them to, I would like them to win it. You know, everything aside, it's been a great battle this season. And, um, you know, the league table doesn't lie at the end. They're, they're one of the best teams in the league. And I think, I think they deserve to go up. It'd be, it would be, um, you know, they've still got to go and do it, but, it would be harsh for them not to come up with us because they've had a great season. Were you worried at all that you wouldn't go up automatically, you know, with that weight? And you thought, did you think it was going to be a case of either they're going to null and void it or they will just, uh, there'll be some sort of twist? Well, with the way it's gone, you're always worried about the twist, aren't you? Um, we we knew that if they if they went for a kind of points per game formula, whatever way they put it, I think we went up. I'm not. A million percent sure if they went for the weight points per game if we had gone up as well but we knew that um it was either going to be voided or would go up so i just think the thing with the national league as well obviously they had to they, they had to fall in line with the efl and weight and make the decision based on that but i think that and i obviously sympathize with that because they haven't really got any news to tell anyone but they could still they could have still come out and updated people um, a, a bit better. The communication was poor, in my opinion. Um, so a lot of people were were like I said earlier, getting their information off certain people on Twitter, um, which is basically that where everyone gets their information from now. Um, but you know, I just think the communication was poor. It didn't really come out and update people. We've got to realise that a lot of people have put a lot of time into into this season, and and just to tell us what what the score was going, you know, going on a weekly update would wouldn't have been the hardest thing to do. But of course, we're worried because you know people we've we've been back in training since the end of June last year. So you know, a, a lot a lot of hard work, a lot of time has gone into this. A lot of money from certain chairmen have gone into it. So. Um, so it would have been such a shame to avoid it, but, you know, I'm happy it's gone the way it's gone. 
it's it's funny that well you mentioned chairman there and i know you, your chairman stephen cleave was um mm. was pretty active in sort of stating king's lynn's case wasn't he you know and mm. making sure that everybody knew his his feelings on, on what should happen uh, and ultimately he's been vindicated hasn't he he's got the result that, that he was after he's the kind of guy you want on your side at a time like this isn't he um you know he was he was very active um I think he was working tirelessly. I spoke to him on, on a few occasions during it all, and he was just knackered. Um, you know, he's put a lot. He's put a lot of time and money into the club since he's joined. Um, so he didn't want to see see that go to to a waste. To be honest with you, it was um, it was a worrying time, and I think what he did was good. And now, you know, continuing going forward, he's he's also backing up the cause that two should have been promoted, and he could have quite easily just said, you know, well, we're up, you know good luck with it all but he's been he's been a class act and he's really um he's really uh done the club proud in the way he's acted through it you know with helping other clubs and and trying to say that you know people should come up with us at the end of the day like I said he could have just sat back and said well we've done our bit good luck to you but you know you've got to give credit to him for that Hmm. Is is there a little bit of disappointment that having won the title that you, you don't get to celebrate that with the fans? You know, there's not there's not a game where you're going to be presented mm. with the trophy and get to celebrate. You know, is it is that take any of the shine off the achievement at all? Or yeah, of course it does. I mean, you look at Liverpool the other night. You know what what Liverpool fans waited thirty years to to win a title like that. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit, it can be a bit soulless. It can be, because the best thing about promotion is, you know, we experienced it as a club last year away at Warrington when that whistle goes and the fans pour onto the pitch and it's just, you know, everyone can celebrate together. That's the whole point of it. That's why everyone works so hard and travel up and down the country and fans give up so much time and money to, to come and be part of it because when the good times do come and they don't come often, um, you want to celebrate together and you want to enjoy it together because, they're the things that you'll remember from playing football. But, you know, we're going to have to, as a squad, we'll get back, we'll get together and have a celebration when, you know, when it's safe to do so and when, when we can, when we can make it work. And, and um, I'm pretty sure we're going to do something where fans can be involved as well. And, and I think um, the supporters would have taken this, you know, they, they're, they're now going to, they're now going to, um, you know, be a part of a of a proper league. You know, this is proper football, and Kings Lynn fans not so long ago were, you know, with no disrespect to teams like Hales Owen, but we were playing teams like them at home. You know, and next year we're gonna we're gonna welcome some big clubs and go to some big grounds, and you know, that's something that you know they're going to be looking forward to. I'm sure. guessing if I offered you a mid-table now you'd snap my hands off would you <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm worried my manager will listen because uh he'll probably he'll probably want to target the playoffs knowing him but um yeah, I know, I said if you offered your promotion would you <laughs> <laughs> yeah to be to be fair to to the manager he's, we were we were training last pre-season and we were working on certain set pieces and he said look if you lot we had a knack the year before from uh conceding some sloppy goals he said if you cut them out with your game you you lads you lads can win the league and I remember looking at I think it was uh, Ryan Jarvis saying is he off his head like is he is he sure um so but he's he, he was right again you know if um I'm sure he'll have his own targets but yeah personally I'll take I'll take my table yeah. The, yeah and what also with that the club needs to the club needs to just have a year and find out, you know, where we are with it. You know, you, you can't um, club can't go full time overnight. So we need to maybe, you know, small stepping stones in finding out if if the club has got legs to carry on or, or if we've reached as far as it can go. Really, 
Sure. Is, is there any, any particular games next season that you're already kind of looking forward to? Any fixtures that you you know you you've got your eye on or? There's so there's so many big clubs, and like I said earlier, it's the it's the biggest biggest uh, highest level I've played at. So um, so teams like I hope Notts County stay down because well you know in in the nicest in the nicest possible way because that's a great ground to go play at. You know there's so many of them. Um, Barnet, big club. Uh, there's so many ex-football league clubs that you know when I when I was growing up, I only ever see on the telly. So um, you know every week is going to be a new challenge challenge for me and I'm, I'm looking forward to all of them because um, some great places to go and play and finally get to you know play on the telly once or twice as well I was going to mention the television you know yeah. Kingsland fans um, you know they've got that prospect to look forward to as well haven't they you know BT Sport cameras down there being in the highlights every week it's uh, it, it, you mentioned that sort of like no disrespect to the leagues you've been in but it really sort of is going up a gear isn't it yeah, I think we'll see that as well with um, with the jump up we made from the Southern League to the Conference North. I think the the jump we're going to do now from the North to the Prem is is a lot bigger. So um, everything kind of just like you say jumps up a notch, and the coverage and the the quality and the and the ground you'll go to, or you know, it's all something we're going to have to players like me take on your stride because there's no time to get used to it. Brill, nice one. Well, uh, Chris, it's been great chatting to you, and thanks for joining us. No problem, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Dickie, thank really you good as to well. Speak to you. You too, no, mate. You're very welcome. Yeah, thank you for, for listening. Um, don't forget to, to subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Until then, we'll see you all very soon.